0: Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And together we are Two Sober Chicks. Bringing you another episode of our deliciousness.
1: How many, you said the number a couple of podcasts ago, how many do we have now?
0: Like over 300. I think we're almost at 400. I'll have to check.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I feel like we've
1: done over 500 or a thousand.
0: And they're just, they just some keep Some good, adding.
1: some not so good.
0: <laughs> All First learning. ones were a bit
1: rough. They're a bit rough. Uh, okay, so we have a juicy topic today, y'all. We do. Uh, do you want to introduce it?
0: Well, you know what? And we also have personal experience with this topic. Yeah. Right? With- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and by the way, neither of us is going to reveal... Our personal stance on the topic, right. because a, it's an outside issue, and b, it doesn't fucking matter.
0: That's what we're but here to talk about. Yeah,
1: that's that's exactly. It. I wanted to title this podcast. I don't know if we will. Um, to COVID or not to COVID. Yes, because I know this topic <laughs> has been dropped in meetings, and I know it hasn't gone over well.
0: Yes, why
1: it gets dropped in meetings is beyond me. It literally has no place in no these place. rooms.
0: Yeah. So to COVID or not to COVID, Uh, Uh to to Trump or to Biden. Um, (laughs) Pro-life, pro-choice. Pro-choice.
1: Liberal, conservative, Uh, the war, war or peace. Whose fault is it? Who knows?
0: Mm -hmm. Who's Uh, to blame?
1: Gay or straight, black or white, racism or no racism, back the blue or BLM. None should be discussed in the rooms.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> and however, if it is, this is what we were really getting going on pre-discussion to the uh, podcast, which usually happens. Like we'll be like, okay, here's a topic. And then we'll start just talking. And then we're like, you know what? Let's just stop talking and record the record. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: we talk a lot about We shit. have
1: all the tools we need in our big book and through the principles of this program that if something like that is dropped, what to do with it which is not battle and engage at all.
0: And it is getting dropped. It's getting dropped in meetings. It's getting dropped Mm -hmm. in after meetings. It's getting dropped in the middle of people's shares. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what we want to talk about today. So outside issues, right? That's what this is. All of those topics that we mentioned are outside issues, uh, people's personal beliefs, their upbringing, their background, their own personal experience, um, things that trigger them. Um, things that uh, cause them great fear, things that they worry about, reasons they can't sleep at night, um, things they've been fed since they were children to the time they're adults. Um, and, and those are the things that maybe we need to focus on. Like what's the underlying root behind why someone mentioned what they mentioned, um, not the message. And, and it
1: can be mentioned in a good way without stating your political belief or right. give me an uh, example. Um, let's talk about COVID. I can share in a meeting that COVID has completely changed my life as I know it. And I'm very upset. And I have, I can even maybe go a little bit further and say, I have friends on both sides of the coin, but today I have learned in my recovery, what to do with people, places and things I cannot control. So that would get like a green check mark. Right. But if I were to say, so please, for the love of God, would everybody get vaccinated or, And for those of you who have injected yourself with a microchip and poison in your veins, you're the reason that we're losing our freedoms. Like, neither of those. Like, do not, it's not about personal opinion. It's about sharing what a challenge in your sobriety or recovery is and how you're using the program to overcome it or asking for help to overcome Mm -hmm. people, places, and things that you cannot control or that are ruining your life. And like you and I said, you can insert stuff on the war, stuff on politics, stuff on religion, stuff on sexuality, like in a general way mm-hmm. is the instruction that we yeah. are given.
0: And, um, I've said this to sponsees, like we are going to not agree on outside issues. We might have completely different viewpoints. Um, and this is why I try not to talk about those things, especially with spe- people that I'm sponsoring or being sponsored by, um, because my relationship with them, for me, my relationship with my sponsor, my life depends on my sobriety. So I don't really want to be fucking around with that relationship by bringing in outside issues that we might differ on. Our job is to focus on what do we have in common? Our alcoholism is the common bond that unites us. It talks about this in the big book when it talks about we, the survivors of an ocean liner, you know, that sank. And the thing that unites them is that they survived, right? Uh, But then they go on about their merry way and go back to their own lives. The people from steerage don't usually go to the cocktail parties of the people of the, you know, the upper crust, even though they were survivors together. But in AA, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. We do hang together after our common peril. And the thing that can quickly divide us is talking about outside issues and political beliefs or religious beliefs. Like you said, the pro, pro-life, uh, pro-choice battle. No place in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. And really, for me, no place in my discussion between myself and a sponsee. Um, mm-hmm. What they choose to believe uh, is theirs. That's their belief. Mm-hmm. It's not up to me to put my viewpoints or opinions into anyone else's mind. But I can help them when they are troubled um, by something that is said in a meeting.
1: Yeah. And those you are, were mentioning before the difference between how much looser we have gotten in the online Zoom meeting world as opposed to a brick and mortar, which likely none of this stuff, whatever, like the biggest issue before would have probably been, um, uh, I don't want to say psychotropic medication, oh. but like the, the whole you know, medication for mental Mm -hmm. illness, whether it's a antidepressant or an anti-anxiety, like that's been the hot button topic for a long time. But even then when it comes up in meetings, it's like quickly, I don't know, even just the energy of the room, you know, maybe this is not a place where we discuss whether or not we're pro or.
0: Yeah. But you just, you you focus mainly on the message of um, we're not doctors, right? Yeah. So take take that and take that to your doctor. Um, yeah, that, that's a good one. That's come up a lot. Or, or even um, it, it, it used to bother me at a brick and mortar meeting when people would come in on election night and they'd start oh. talking about what they'd voted. I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to know.
1: Like, <laughs> It's one hour, folks. Just take one hour to not talk about that shit. And then when the meeting is over in the parking lot or whatever, and you want to talk to your friend about stuff, that's totally different. The difference with the online ethics and the, the code of behavior is that everyone hears everything. Right. And then it quickly becomes out of control.
0: Yes. So in an online meeting, sometimes you have like the parking lot, or the smoking area outside of a church is now still in the same room that you had the very meeting in. I I go to this one group where they have, they have like meeting after meeting after meeting. And but sometimes there's a 20 minute wait for the next meeting. Sometimes it's an hour, but people are sticking around for what? For fellowship, for a shared experience. Um, And obviously people start to talk about outside issues. So here's the thing. I have a choice. I can, mute and I can get up and go get a cup of coffee until the next meeting starts, or I can listen and practice a principle of the program. Like I can work on being non-judgmental. I can sit there and listen to things that maybe are going to rub me the wrong way and practice empathy and try to see things like, you know, I'm going to pray for that person, or I, Mm. I can see the fear behind what they're talking about. And they might have a different opinion than I do, but that's okay. This is a, you know, we live in a free world where people are allowed to have, you know, differences of opinions. And it, and it has taught me a very valuable lesson. I mean, Julie and I have talked in the past about having different viewpoints outside of AA, and yet we're still friends. We're very good friends because we accept each other for who we are. You know, I noticed this the other day. Hang on a second. This beautiful frame. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This beautiful frame that I have your picture in with Sarah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of the things it says on here are things that we could all live by. Um, Friends get silly together. Yep. Hug you back together when you're coming apart. Mm -hmm. And here's the best one. Friends accept you at your best and your worst. Yeah. They accept you for who you are fundamentally. And you know, I have good days, and I have behave- days where I behave less than stellar, or I make mistakes. And true friends um, sit with me, and forgive me, and keep coming back for more. Yeah. They accept me where I'm at on my journey because this is a journey. I'm never yeah. going to arrive. I don't. I don't get to be like, oh, I'm perfect I, in AA. I'm totally great and sober, and the steps have cured me of all my illnesses. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a journey. It's a progress of discovery. And I am so grateful to that because I feel like I keep growing and sometimes Mm -hmm. I grow through the difficulties. Um, I was in a meeting the other day when this happened, where someone had shared on uh, the conflict war in Europe and how they have family over there and how it was very upsetting and disturbing to them,
1: Mm -hmm. but then they
0: brought it back to the message. But what Mm -hmm. they had learned in the program was to, although there are troubles in life, to try to focus on what's good. And if you can't do that, then know that you have a loving higher power who you can bring this fear, this worry, this anxiety to, and this too shall pass. Good things pass, bad things passed. But yeah. stay focused on the message. And it, that's what, that was the share. It was beautiful and simple, but it sparked a discussion in the after meeting. And in the after meeting, people started to attack each other. Cause opinions started to come out and mm. this is what made me think like, you know, you can, if you don't like it, you can leave the room. You can not listen or yeah, judge, work on your own self.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to me that somebody who voluntarily attends a meeting doesn't know that they can leave at any time. Like, I don't have to tell you how I feel about it. I can just be like, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I've done that in meetings where I'm just, and you know what? Halfway through a meeting, When the comments, these comments in the chats should be shut down every time. I cannot focus on the meeting. Maybe that's just me. When all I see are the bing, 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 bing. It's like, would you be doing this in an open meeting? And I've just been like, this is actually not good for me. So I'm leaving. Instead of private DMing people being a bitch being nasty, correcting. Yeah. I could just be like, listen, I got the Real Housewives of Melbourne and like a Mexican Coke down in my fridge. That's going to be the rest of
0: this meeting for me today. Mexican Coke used to have a whole different <sighs> meaning, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said Mexican Coke. I was like, what? Oh,
1: Mexican Cokes are the best. They have like the real terrible sugar in it, like the old school sugar in it. And in a bottle, it's so cold. Like Zach will bring me that as a treat. He'll be like, I brought you a Mexican Coke. What
0: is actually comes from Mexico?
1: Yeah. Oh, I
0: didn't I literally thought you were talking about cocaine.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) Coca-Cola.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad we. I'm glad we clarified that.
1: I so. did not like cocaine. I tried, the first time was awesome. Like every drug, like the first yeah. time we tried ecstasy. Um, <laughs> so good. But you know, it's like the body is just this amazing thing because the just the brain and the way your brain and body adapts, much like when we mm. are like really in our cups at the end mm. and there are some people who literally can't get drunk because of what their body and brain has adapted to or right. they need the the consumption is so great you're like how did that person put that much booze in their system
0: yeah and survive it's like
1: it's like the brain needs one time that's why heroin is so powerful it needs one time to have its pleasure centers flooded and it's like addiction can literally start the first time you do Mm -hmm. anything that moment Yeah. yeah it's truly amazing
0: Oh, well, we got, we got sidetracked there, but anyways, um, <laughs> you can I love leave a meeting. You can leave a meeting. And you know, the other thing is um, you, I, cause I'm a sponsor, right. And sometimes people who I sponsor are in the same room. So they'll call you and they'll be like, can you believe what so-and-so did? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I witnessed it. I saw it. Okay. So we can't take, you know, we can't do their inventory for them. And some people are sicker than others. My, my very first sponsor used to say that to me when I'd go to him all enraged at people's behavior in a business meeting, he's like, some people are sicker than others. You know, some people come here to get well and never do, but yeah. they stay dry for years. Um, and it's an opportunity to maybe learn from someone else's mistake. Like if you see someone behaving so abhorrently in a meeting because they can't not try to control other people's behavior that Mm. they're screaming and yelling at people and talking over people and being rude or being a bully. Um, You know, I've seen people kick other people because they have a co-host power. They've kicked them out of the meeting because they don't like, they don't like what they're saying. That's a whole other topic, right? Like who, who are you to get to decide that someone else can't come to an AA meeting just because you have a difference of opinion and the power of a button click.
1: It's the power to blow up the world these days. Like the globalization and big tech has changed everything. And literally it's not the power in the restraint of tongue and pen. It's restraint of like, don't click that fucking return button. (laughs) Don't click tweet. Don't click post. Ruin a life. It'll ruin a life.
0: Mm -hmm. and it often does oh my god restraint of pen and tongue has helped me so much and i still have so far to go um but i used to i can remember back to the days where even an email and that's kind of slow in today's terms of a tweet or a snapchat or you know instagram whatever those things are like Mm -hmm. instantaneous but do you remember ever hitting send and then the moment after you hit send wishing like you could retract it (laughs) you couldn't Yeah, I used to respond to the most heinous of emails um, and then wish I hadn't of, because then it starts just a chain of, you know, vitriolic, you know, hate, acid. You're just throwing acid with your words at each other. And the restraint of pen and tongue has helped me so much. Just, you know, stay in my own lane. Plus, um, what was the other thing I said before we started the recording? Something about, I don't need it. I don't need to be a part of it. I don't need to Oh, when people start talking in the after meetings about specific topics, you know, there's a part of me that was like, Ooh, I'm hooked. I want to, I want to throw my opinion into the ring, but I don't need to. And that's a good thing for me to remember, Mm -hmm. because here's what's going to happen. One of two things. I'm going to state my opinion or my viewpoint. And there are going to be people in my camp who go, Oh yes, bravo. Right on Lisa. I agree with you. (laughs) I'm on your side. And suddenly my ego is fueled. Yeah. I feel justified. I feel right. You know, I'm vindicated. Look, I'm not alone. That is not good for this alcoholic, for someone to feed ego. my ego. Exactly. Eating my ego. Like
1: who is anyone? And I am in this camp too. When I, whenever I feel quote unquote offended, I'm like, who the fuck am I to be offended? And am i really going to be offended by this thing over here that doesn't agree with me. Like, it's just like, A, the power you're putting in someone else that you could be personally offended. And then second of all, the ego aspect of it. Like, who the fuck cares what my opinion is? It doesn't matter. It's an AA meeting. Like, let's just keep the focus here, people.
0: And also playing into ego is hurt feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Why do my feelings get hurt? Mm -hmm. Because my ego is being challenged. My very ideals and thoughts are being challenged. So I also don't need that. Like, and I I always go back to what's my part. So I was working with somebody else the other day about how they got offended by something somebody did in a meeting because of something they said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you threw your hat into the ring. That's like getting into a boxing ring, climbing through the ropes, which are very hard to pry apart. And mm-hmm. you get in there, you put your glove, you tape up your wrists, you put your gloves on, and you threw the first punch. And now you're offended because they threw one back. Mm, that's good. You started that. You started yeah. that fight. Yeah. So how exactly I don't need did you that? get
1: punched again? <laughs> oh, you went into the ring. Yes. Okay. Now that we've made that clear, I think I understand.
0: Yeah. You could look at the that's ring good. and then walk on by. That's the choice I try to make today. Not always successful. Yeah. Because I'm a work in progress. Um. But yeah.
1: I can always always remove myself from a situation and prevent it from escalating. Literally, this just happened when we took a break about 20 minutes ago when oh, you great. said, hey, if you have something to do, yeah. like go do it because I'm trying to figure out if this podcast recorded.
0: I wondered where you went. You were gone a little while.
1: I know. <laughs> what happened? It's my Achilles heel. I am like the nosy neighbor that noses but doesn't really get involved because I'm trying to work on god being uh the vengeance is not mine it's god's (laughs) now i live in the country but right next door to me is an abandoned house that has been abandoned for like it looks like more than two decades people have thrown bricks through the windows it's falling apart the roof is coming off there's no visible driveway the fence is falling down there's a cat living over there i know because i've gone on the property because i just can't i don't know how someone just like leaves a property yeah and when I went upstairs, because I still look out for the neighbor, because okay. I still want to know what they look like. I saw this car going slowly by and I was like, oh! and then I saw it turn around and go by our house really slowly and pull into the abandoned house. And I'm like, watching, watching, staring. I'm like, Zach, Zach, someone's in the driveway. Someone just went out and he's laughing. He's like, you're the most uptight white girl I've ever known in my life. God bless <laughs> you. And I'm like, so then I couldn't just stare. I then put on my boots And went out to my car to try and open the door and slam it so that he would somehow know that the people next door are here. Now, mind you, Zach's like, listen, they probably, it's, someone's checked, called them to check on the house. Like, there's probably no nefarious activity going on out there. But, like, it killed me to come back down here because I just wanted to, like, peek over there with my binoculars and see what was going on. And I don't know why I just am talking about this story. What am I working on?
0: I can picture you doing that. I don't know, minding like, our own business, not getting in the ring, staying in our own lane.
1: Oh, at any time, I can remove myself. But if it yes. was left up to me, I would pretend I'm going to my car and be like, oh, hi. Oh, are you new here? Like just because it's- I'm, and it goes all to the root of my own security being threatened. Cause I actually don't want anyone to live there because mm. I can't control if someone comes over there with 14 barking dogs and puts in a pool and has kids screaming all day, like have it abandoned, man. And it's just like, it's the only neighbor I can see. Right. So I can remove myself, but it's so
0: hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's
1: so hard. I'm like, we got to buy a camera. I name it at that house. We're going to order one on Amazon tomorrow. <laughs>
0: That reminds me of um, something I once said to Luke about a suggestion that he gave me. And I said, Oh, but that's so hard. And he said, is it harder than your way? Like, is it harder than what you've been doing right mm-hmm. now? Right. And I think that that uh, fits in this situation too. Like the insanity that we put ourselves through by making other people's shit, our business. I, yeah. I get it, you know, it's um, control. Mm-hmm. It's I, all control one of the things I've been seeing in meetings lately is people saying or doing shit that offends newcomers. And, um, and then they leave. Um, And, you know, sometimes there's a a little a gentler way that you could pass that message on or just give them a little bit of time. Cause of course all newcomers come in very opinionated and fiery and wanting to change the program. I did, but eventually I developed an open mind and I developed willingness. Um, So Yeah. So that's, le-
1: but that's wisdom and action. Like when you've had a little bit of time and you can witness a newcomer say the most ridiculous shit, behave in terrible ways. And you can smirk and go, huh, newcomer got it mm-hmm. Instead of being like, I'm going to come, I am the mayor of AA and I'm going to um, come over and tell you why, what you said is wrong. It goes back to that. My stupid ass speech on my first year medallion where I was like, I'll never say I'm recovered. There's no such thing as recovered. I'm not a recovered. Meanwhile, I obviously hadn't read the big book because it talks specifically about what that means. (laughs) Recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. Right. Of which I was. But God bless that group of long timers that just smiled and clapped when I had said my little speech. (laughs) I I stuck around long enough to know how absurd and ignorant and stupid and arrogant I was at the time.
0: And Julie, that's not even an outside issue. That's one of those inside issues that we talked about, <laughs> like whether it ought to be on antidepressants or depressants, mm-hmm. the fastest way to turn a room into two camps is bring up, is it recovered or recovery? Watch people divide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, to me today, for me, I know what the choice is for me. I know what the choice is for you, what the wording is. Uh, And at the end of the day, does it really matter if somebody else thinks differently or has a different version? I don't really give a shit. Are you sober? Are you content? Great. Can you handle life on life's terms? Fantastic. Keep working that program. And I have
1: often learned the most from people who say things that I absolutely disagree with because it forces me to think about what I believe and why. Do I just believe this because it's part of the party line Or is he challenging me or is she challenging me to open up my mind a little bit to something different? Mm -hmm. I don't want to learn from people who have all the same opinions as me. That's boring as hell. And I don't get to grow at all.
0: Right. Exactly. It's boring as hell when everybody agrees with you. And, and some of the greatest teachings I've learned are by people who have pushed my buttons. Uh, Because now today I can I can go. Ooh, am I going to let that hit a nerve, or am I going to just watch that one go by?
1: Like Sarah and
0: I always joke about the time we had dinner with her husband, who made like he makes the most amazing food. He's such a good cook. Really? He he is so good. That's how he expresses his love. Idea. Yep. Through food, it's wonderful. Awesome. He prepares this like seven course meal, and as we sit down, he tries to engage in an argument with me about you know AA i'm just like eating i'm like past the peas this is delicious by the way it's like "Well, what do you think about that i'm like i don't really have an opinion yes you do you love to argue i'm like uh no no i don't actually it's one of the no. least favorite things in my life is having yeah. i do i never like debate never like yeah, i always saw either. it as a fight like somebody's gotta win and somebody's gotta lose so i never no i don't like it no but that's okay uh, you're invited Zach- to your
1: my husband has a really great way of sort of breaking that when I want to get into something with me and he'll be like, uh-huh, go on. Or he'll go, is that so? <laughs> and it just helps me see that I'm getting really intense and I need to calm down. Oh, go on. I'm listening. Like it can really annoy me in the moment, but I know what he's saying,
0: which is like, I'm not doing this with you.
1: Mm.
0: Not. Yep. Yeah. It's like the old, uh, I like the old, Uh, analogy about two hands clapping like an argument Mm. if one hand stops meeting the second one there's no (laughs) noise what you can't see is my hands are one of them's flapping in the wind the other one is staying stationary and that that. ends the argument
1: yeah so we hope that this has helped Mm -hmm, a clarify what may not be appropriate in a meeting but b when it inevitably happens what you can do about it without making mm-hmm. it worse
0: yeah and Try like you said
1: with compassion like when I see people now that are that sensitive that it's an explosion I think about oh fuck what happened to them that hurt them so badly because it's not coming from a place of being completely content and serene you're hitting a nerve so some every person who's got a really disgusting loud crazy argument it's because they've been shaped by something around that argument mm-hmm And I don't believe any of us come into these rooms to cause harm. I don't, I will not believe that. But, you know, if we're going to all be sick working on our sickness, sick shit's going to come out. Like it's impossible that it wouldn't.
0: Mm -hmm. Which is why we also try to carry that message of reminding people, sponsees, whoever, you know, when you come to the rooms, you bring the solution, carry the solution. Um, You know, as a newcomer, I was constantly reminded, Hey, maybe you should listen you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of come in with all your opinions and your grand ideas, maybe you should listen to other people who seem to have what you don't right now, which is some peace and serenity. Uh, You're like a whirling whirlwind of chaos and delusion. So maybe don't be sharing your wisdom (laughs) right now. (laughs) Just sit back and listen uh, and see what you can pick up from other people. And when you're stuck in a problem, um, don't come to the meeting and just vomit the problem over everybody.
1: No, please do not do that. Go to
0: your sponsor and talk about it and come to the solution. And then it's okay to touch on the problem. I had this issue at work. Me and my best friend had an argument. My wife and I separated, but this is what I've done. This is how I'm working the steps to help me get through that so that I don't drink or use drugs. Amazing.
1: I, some of my favorite shares are when people are like, I'm, not in a good place right now. And I just, I just want to share that. And I wanted to listen to everyone else. Like, thank you, everybody. Yeah. I love that when someone's like, I, and, or when people are like, I don't want to be here right now. I don't see how the mist is making it better, but I'm here. Cause I'm supposed to. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm and just like,
0: yes. So
1: and then good. I love
0: it after the meeting, when that person goes, wow, I heard exactly what I needed to. Yeah. That often happens. Not always, but often you will see that happen. I did not, or someone will share. I, and I've been that person sitting there with my arms crossed Mm -hmm. and I'm totally in my state of anger, my black Mm -hmm. cloud. And then through the meeting, somebody shares an exact experience that I'm going through and how they're, how they're dealing with it. And there's my solution. There's my answer. God, I needed to hear that. And I'll say, I did not want to be here, but I'm so glad I came tonight because I heard exactly what I was supposed to. Or how many times have you gone to a meeting and the speaker is you just like, they just blow you away with their message.
1: And sometimes you going to a meeting isn't about you at all. I've been to lots of meetings where I'm like, don't know what that did. Didn't like it. Didn't want to be there. Didn't love it. But it's maybe it's not about me. Maybe there is someone sitting there that for some reason looks at me and says, well, if she can get it, then I can get it. Or maybe I'm the only woman that shows up, or maybe I've been to a meeting before where a woman came up to me and I looked exactly like her daughter that had passed away years before. And she's just like, you, for some reason, you look identical to her and just looking at you made me feel better. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're doing for someone else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, well, if I didn't get anything from it, maybe someone else did. Who
0: am I to say? I was just going to say, sometimes it's not about us (laughs) (laughs) at all, right? (laughs) Maybe, you know, maybe 30 other people got exactly what they needed out of that speaker and I got nothing. Uh, But I stayed sober and I'm here and I'm showing people that, you know, if you show up and take action, you can help stay sober. So, and it's remembering it's not all about us. I mean, that's why I take things personally, because I think everything is about me. Yeah, You know, yeah. every thought, every action, every look someone gives me <laughs> is about me. Someone drives by my house. <laughs> what yeah. are they doing?
1: It's like, I don't know if you've ever been accused of this, but I've been accused of like giving someone a dirty look. And I'm like, I don't even remember looking at your face. Like I was so caught up in my own head that maybe it looked like I was judging you or, but I like, I, I don't even remember your face.
0: Yeah, Maybe I had to fart. Oh God. <laughs> I had this look of uh, concern on my face because I was trying not to fart in a meeting. Good Lord. And you took it personally. That wasn't about you at all. That was about intestinal distress.
1: It actually was about you. I was trying to protect you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we can be so crazy. It's it's so fun to analyze it nowadays. Yeah. Rather than sit in our misery. I don't like sitting in my misery anymore. I used to love it. I was great party for one self-pity kind of
1: I like it sometimes yeah I have a a little bit of a romance with like the dark side (sighs) because it especially being married and being with my husband 24 7 Mm -hmm. being in that where I push him away I finally have autonomy in some way (laughs) so I'm just like I want to be in it alone because I don't want to be around you but no there is some kind of sick part of me that likes feeling like that thankfully I've done enough work that most of me is like, that's not a good place to be, but I'm going to let you be there for a little bit. Cause you might need to be there. Oh, and I can't even
0: go there, Julie. I don't think I could get out. I
1: well, can't allow also, myself
0: to go down that path.
1: Premenopause. I'm not going to deny probably has a lot to do with it. The mm. hormones are real. And uh, so I'm not sure anymore how much of it is hormones, how much of it is mental health. Like who really bloody knows.
0: Oh, and I will say like, there are moments, um, that I when I was premenopausal perimenopausal um would be like crying for two days. And you did
1: go through a really emotional phase.
0: I did. And that, yeah. and then it was I got to a point where it's like, oh, there is no reason. It's just hormones. Yeah. Yeah. It drives you crazy trying to figure I out know. what's the reason why am I so sad? You just That's are lately. Aww.
1: yeah.
0: It's yeah. just like,
1: you know, I don't know. Zach will be like, oh my gosh, did something happen when I was out? I'm like, no, I just, I'm just having a hard day. Yep. School, work, friends, did somebody say something to you? I'm like, nope. Stub your toe. Like, is your, is your body hurting? I'm like, no, I just feel, feel. down and sad today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Full of feelings. I full remember feelings. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, it's like, oh yeah, I remember what a period felt like, like mentally and emotionally, <laughs> even though I don't have, well, that's too much information, but I don't get them anymore. Um, yeah. But I still have feelings like every now and again, I'd be like, oh, there it is. There's those emotions.
1: Yeah. Men, you dodged a bullet in that aspect.
0: They sure did. They not, sure well, not did.
1: really though, if they have to live with us. <laughs> Men or women that have to live with a perimenopausal woman. its yeah. Not a fun time for them. No. Not a oh. fun time. So God, no, you just reminded
0: me. I have to go through it again now with somebody <gasps> else.
1: Oh, no. She's got years. She's a young thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's
1: got so, lots of years.
0: Maybe I'll be senile by then. I won't remember.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, okay. thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Another great topic. If you have a topic you'd like to send to us, the number two, SoberChicks at gmail.com. We do answer listener email. And if it's okay with you, just let us know. We'll use your first name. If you have a birthday or anniversary, we'd be happy to give you a shout out or talk about a topic of your choosing.
1: Yeah, we love doing that. All right. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie.
0: And this has been another episode of
1: two silver chicks. Thanks for loving us. We love you right back. Bye.